Have you ever wanted to start running but didn't know where to start or started a couch to 5K but quit because it wasn't catered to you? Or better yet, you've been running for a minute, knocked out all the 5Ks, hit up some half marathons, but you keep getting injured, not getting faster, and you're questioning your love for running. If you're a woman over age 35 and been trying to figure out this running thing on your own or don't know where to start, this show is for you. Welcome to Runners University, Women's Guide to Running After 35. My name is Dr. Leticia, physical therapist, certified running nutrition coach, and I've been helping women for many years now tackle aches, pains, build strength, and break mental barriers to living their best life on and off the pavement. Every episode, I take the guesswork out of how to train smarter, faster, and run for life without nagging injuries and actually enjoying it. Let's make running or walking into your 40s, 50s, and beyond your best yet. The taper, or should I say, let's get ready to peak, baby, baby. Uh, hey, what is tapering when it comes to your run plan? Either full marathon or half marathon. What does tapering mean? What is tapering? Let's flip it and say the taper is preparing yourself to peak at your race. Scaling back the miles to allow your muscles to repair and still bring in the intensity to your workouts as well. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Runners University, Women's Guide to Running After 35. I'm your lovely host, Dr. Leticia, coming in with another episode this one um, was really based off of a question that I received, like, what do you do? Any, you have any resources for tapering? So I said, okay, I can dig back into the archives and I already had a little something prepared and said, guess what? Let's make it into a podcast episode. Currently during this recording, we're in marathon training uh, season. Some people are ending up races. Some people are getting ready to go into races and there's some more fall and winter halves that are coming up. Welcome to the show. Before you forget, make sure you hit that subscribe, accept whatever it is so that you can get access to these episodes as they drop weekly. I would love to also hear from you on social media. You can find me at Instagram at runforlifeindy. Send me a hey, hey there and let me know you listen to the show. So what is tapering? So I would say it's definitely a, it's part mindset i.e. let's think about what's going on in your head. And of course, it's the physical too. Legendary Jack Daniels has said, if it doesn't settle in your mind, it interferes with the benefits come race day. So what it is not, let's say that, it's it's not a fail. It's fail thinking that you just have to focus on rest from the taper. No. It, there's a lot of things that you can get into the, the piece with that. Rest is not one of them. Rest, yes, you are resting, but it's not focusing on, all right, I did all this training. Now I'm just going to rest for the next two weeks for the race. Not so much. <laughs> so shifting that focus into the purpose of the taper is so that I peak and I'm at my best when it comes to my race. So you think about some benefits here. It helps you to make sure you maximize your fuel. You're going to be working the last two and three weeks to get your fueling strategies to be able to get that good carbohydrate balance within your diet throughout, not just loading up the night before with pasta and saying, hey, let's get it. It allows rest, a time to rest your muscles and allows for muscle recovery. And it also mentally prepare you 
prepare your body for this major effort that you're getting ready to put on. The taper can improve muscle power and endurance athletes. So yes, that is you. Look in the mirror, look back at yourself, and yes, you are an athlete. You are a runner. Whether it's one run, walk, running, you're out there doing a thing. So you should be thinking, why should I taper for 5K, 10K, half, full marathon? We can definitely take a look at some things when it comes to that half and full marathon tapering. Can the real important keys there? So do the question also the question is, do you even consider tapering before race to be a necessary part of your training? Let's tap a little bit into the research here. There's an article in the Journal of Sports that was uh, published in August 2015, and it states that a properly conducted taper improves race performance in a variety of sports. So that could be swimming, biking, duathlon, triathlons, obviously running. And when you're talking about distance events with long distance running, half and full marathons, tapering can actually increase your performance by two to three percent. So who doesn't want to have their run times and their performance increase improve by two to three percent just by simply incorporating a tapering schedule into your training plan. So some things you want to think about or may pop in your head. Man, if I decrease, you know, my, my run volume, am I going to lose some of my fitness? No. Less training doesn't mean loss of fitness. You do not have uh, what's called your VO2 match, which is the measure of your aerobic capacity. It is not lost during this two to three, two to three week time period. You, it, don't worry. You'll be all good. So having a good taper of reduced volume in miles, but quality high intensity work can preserve fitness for up to a month. So think about that. You're all good. You've been putting in the work. You decreasing your volume, decreasing your your mileage is not going to put you back behind. It's actually a necessary thing so that your body can recover and still have the right amount of intensity and work through those last few weeks for you to optimize and be at your best on race day. Keys to a successful taper. You want to cut back in your total mileage. Really, the the research says about 40 to 60%. So almost cutting that high mileage, the mileage per week down in half within the time periods when it comes to the timeline. We'll talk about timelines here in a bit. So you still want to cut back in total mileage, but still the quality of work or your runs is still there. So you're not just doing crappy, slow runs just to get out there. You're cutting down that mileage and still optimizing the quality of your work. So once again, that's cutting that mileage down about 40 to 60%. So you want to keep your intensity at or slightly above the previous level. And this can be on a case-by-case basis. This can be based on your training history. New to running, your intensity maybe need to go down a bit during this taper. If you've got a few more than a few halves and some fools underneath your belt, your intensity level may be able to go ahead. Um, your body will be able to withstand some of those higher intensities for longer during that time. So the timeline, if you're talking about 5K, 10K, that's like a three days deal. So obviously you're not going to have to worry about really cutting down in mileage and doing a whole lot for those distances. Half marathon is a half marathon and full marathon is probably about two weeks for those. So you want your last demanding long run two to three, two to three weeks out, depending 
on your particular status and where you're at. So the weekly volume suggestions for we're looking at that half and full marathon, that that taper beginning two and three weeks out. Basically, you have 60% of your average volume is going to be your, where you're going to be out as two weeks out. Then race week is going to be down to 30%. So cut that in half volume the week of the race. So you think about 60% of your average volume leading up to that taper, 35 or 40 mile a week, take your percentage from there, and that's how you're going to calculate what your what mileage you should be doing two weeks before and then the week of the race, you go ahead and cut that down in half. So things you can think about is if you're if you're used to running the day before a long run, then yes, run the day before. Do a short little shakeout run. Maybe earlier in that morning, the race is on Saturday. Maybe you do a little early shakeout run on Friday. Nice and easy, couple miles, getting some strides in there, and make sure you have a balanced breakfast. Add some, add maybe add a little more carbs into that breakfast. So there's so many different examples, taper examples you can do during that uh, taper. You can do some race pace training. So maybe have a run in there where you're running at race pace and testing that for a short period of time. You could think about doing like um, even a fitness walk, 30 minute fitness walk, walking at a good little pace there, and then you cool down with a five minute fitness walk. Different examples decreasing that load depending on your 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 level that you're at. That fitness walk may be perfect for you, but you might even have a um, a run, a nice run, and then you do your lift afterwards. And that's for someone that maybe has an experience, more experience, and has been lifting throughout. So you probably want to make sure when you're talking about um, your lifting schedule. You want to want to maybe lift once a week during your taper. So that harder lift set session, that can reduce your stride length. So you don't want to have hard lift sessions that are going later into the week or getting closer into race day. So if you're lifting, hit up, drop wet and drop down to once a week during your taper. And then if you want to be able to do any things with doing some tempo runs, some timed runs, you want to see if you're going to lift, then make sure that those are spread out. And if you're going to lift on the same day, make sure you've got three to four hours at least in between those bouts so that you can get optimize your function and optimize that lift. So final tips outside of eating balance, hydrating and sleeping well. Yep, you got to sleep well. You want to avoid excess alcohol and you want to prepare your race plan. Yes, have your strategy before the race. What does that, do a little mental training. What does that beginning of the race look like? Okay, I'm here, I'm steady. When I hit the mile three, when I hit the, the 10K, where I'm gonna be at? And then at 10K and beyond, where did I wanna look at? Kind of play those roles out in your mind. This can be used as part of your mental training during that taper as well. And then your race plan also includes at your times in which you're going to fuel. So your fuel, your hydration, um, where you maybe want to be pace-wise, kind of do those mental preparations. We know race day don't always have to be perfect, but kind of getting yourself in a mindset and having a strategy in place, then that could better keep you at ease and ready to optimize on top of following the taper plan. 
So if you're ready to hear more information and or if you need help with developing what your taper looks like or what your run plan looks like to include strength training, mobility, and how to put all the things together, feel free to reach out, take it out in the content section here on setting up a consultation or grabbing one of my free guides for you. So in the meantime, you know what to do. Go out there and do the thing. See you later. Hey girl, thanks for listening to the show today. If you are new to running or tired of trying to search Dr. Google on the best ways to begin and continue running without giving up or getting burnt out, then head over to www.runnersuniversity.co slash get started to grab my bulletproof running guide for women. You got this girl. Do your thing. Music produced by King Music. Check them out, y'all.